This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. So what's on our plate today? Today we are sharing the story of elderberries. Elderberries have been a folk remedy for centuries, and the plant is known as one of the top antiviral herbs on the planet. From ancient Egypt and Greece to modern-day North America, Europe, Western Asia, and North Africa, elderberries have been praised for their exceptional healing powers. So what is this marvelous berry? Elderberries are in the honeysuckle family, and they grow on bushy shrubs that can grow anywhere from 4 to 10 meters, depending on the variety. The plants are known for both their berries and their sweet-smelling blossoms. In the summer, the tree's white blossoms give way to drooping clusters of small green berries that later ripen to either blue, purplish-black, red, or white, depending on the variety. The berries are smaller than the blueberry, measuring just 3 to 6 millimeters in diameter. They are firm, yet moderately juicy, with a tart, astringent taste. Most species of elderberries are edible when picked ripe, but it is recommended that they be cooked. Unripe as well as uncooked elderberries can be toxic, and cooking the berries destroys the poisons in the seed that can cause nausea and other gastrointestinal upset. Although the flowers and berries are edible, all other parts of this bush, like the leaves and roots, are warned of as poisonous and may cause discomfort if ingested, and even handling leaves may irritate the skin. The two most common species of elderberries, both of which produce purplish-black fruit, are the European elderberry, botanically called Sambucus nigra, and the American elderberry, Sambucus canadensis also called the common elderberry. The European elderberry is the one most often used for medicinal purposes, as it is the only variety considered to be non-toxic even when uncooked. However, it is still recommended to cook the berries to make them more palatable and digestible. The European elderberry prefers a cool climate and is commonly found growing wild in Ireland and England. It is native to Europe, northern Africa, and western and central Asia. The American elderberry is more shrub-like, rarely growing taller than 4 meters, and the roots are known to be very poisonous. It is a hardy plant that grows wild from northern Mexico throughout the U.S. and into Canada, and is commonly found near streams and lakes, in ditches, and along roadsides. Other elderberry species include the blue, red, and the white elderberry. The blue elderberry is commonly called the Mexican elderberry. It is native to California and was historically utilized by Spaniards and Native Americans in Southern California, as an important food staple and medicinal resource. The berries are most often dried, then cooked down into a rich sauce. While the other parts of this plant have been used for everything from making baskets to flutes, all are still considered toxic and should not be eaten. The red elderberry is named for its bright red fruit. This variety grows in the U.S. in cool, moist sites along the western coastal mountain range, and it can also be found in the Appalachian highlands. Some references claim that the berries of this type are edible, while others claim that they are not. Most people believe that the seeds of the red elderberry must be removed before the berry is safe to eat and that the berries should be cooked. White elderberries are native to Australia, where it is also known as Australian elder or white elder green. 
They are far less bitter and offer higher sugar content than the black or blue varieties. There are many other cultivars of elderberry, some of which are grown specifically for their ornamental qualities, like their lacy leaves, although they do produce berries that are edible when cooked. Both American and European elderberries have been harvested by native people for centuries and have been written about across the globe, so it is not surprising that their long, widespread history led to a handful of nicknames. Their most common name is simply elder, which was likely derived from the Anglo-Saxon word for fire or fire kindler, as the pith of the stems, which is very light, cork-like, and easily removed, was used as tinder, and the stem itself was employed as a twirling stick for starting the fire. Hollowed-out stems were also used to fashion early smoking pipes, giving the elderberry the nickname pipe tree. The botanical name Sambucus is from the Greek word sambuk or Latin word sambuca, both of which were used to describe either wind instruments or a small string instrument, a.k.a. harp. Yes, sambuca is also a liqueur, but we'll come back to that later. Some Native American tribes used elderberry branches to make flutes, and the tree was sometimes called the tree of music. Instruments made from elderberry are said to produce the music fairies and similar spirits love best. Elderberries are thought of as an old-world plant, and there's evidence that cultivation started with prehistoric man. Elderberry seeds have been found in archaeological sites in Italy and Switzerland, dated to the Stone and Bronze Ages, sometime around 4000 to 3000 BCE. There are also recipes for elderberry-based medications that date back to ancient Egypt. However, most historians trace the elderberry's healing abilities back to Hippocrates, an ancient Greek physician known as the father of medicine. He described the plant circa the 5th century BCE as his medicine chest, because it seemed to cure a variety of ailments. And he wasn't the only one impressed. Writings from Pliny the Elder, a Roman naturalist from the 1st century CE, also describes the use of medicines derived from the elderberry tree. The elderberry was popular with Native American tribes, as well as many people in northern Africa, Asia, and throughout Europe. Even the flower has been used for centuries for medicinal purposes, mostly to cure colds. So in ancient times, humans certainly knew that some plants had effects on the body, but they couldn't explain this power. Not surprisingly, this led to some plants being attributed with supernatural forces, and the elderberry was no exception. In the Middle Ages, elderberry was used as a protection against witches and was considered a holy tree capable of restoring good health. Some thought that the tree was a heaven for lost spirits and therefore refused to cut it down or burn it. Its reputation to protect against evil spirits seemed to come from everywhere, from Russia to Romania and from Italy to Scotland. But once upon a time, its effects were attributed to the power of devils in some countries. According to mythology, people in different regions believed that a spirit, either good or bad, dwelled inside the elderberry tree trunk. People in Germany believed that it was an evil spirit, while people in Denmark and Latvia believed it to be a good spirit. Among Christian traditions, the elderberry was a fearful symbol of sorrow and death, and there are many references to the elderberry being the tree Judas used to hang himself from after betraying Jesus. Hence, another one of its nicknames is the Judas tree. At times, it was even said to have been the tree whose wood was used to make the cross on which Jesus was crucified. Elderberry is considered sacred to an ancient vegetation goddess known in Denmark as Hildemor, or Elder Mother, and the tree's healing powers are said to be her blessings. More old nicknames for the elderberry include Holler, Hilder, and the German word Hollander are all in reference to this goddess. It was a common belief throughout European folklore that elderberry trees were inhabited by a tree fairy who was thought to represent the soul of the tree or sometimes was seen as an aspect of the Elder Mother herself. If you cared for the tree with honor and respect, the fairy would bless and protect you and your home. 
Again, it was taboo to cut down or burn wood from an elderberry tree, a sentiment that actually lasted well into this century. The only reason for cutting or taking any part of an elderberry tree was for use as medicine. But of course, you would only do so after asking consent of the fairy inside the tree. But what if you did not care for the tree or cut it down without permission? Then it was believed that the fairy would punish the offender with bad luck, or in Romania, a toothache. Yep, toothaches were thought to be caused by supernatural forces of evil spirits as a form of punishment. If you hate going to the dentist, maybe you can relate to that theory. Okay, so we've talked a lot about these great healing powers of this so-called magical plant. But what exactly are these medicinal uses and nutritional content? Elderberries have extremely high levels of vitamin C and are rich in antioxidants that support the body's immune system and fight free radicals. They are also full of amino acids and are a great source of vitamin A and iron, as well as a good amount of potassium and vitamin B6. In addition to their immune-boosting abilities, they also have strong antiviral, anti-inflammatory, and detoxifying properties. Over the centuries, elderberry has been used to treat colds, flu, fever, allergies, upset stomachs, burns, cuts, and many other problems, from earaches to cancer. During the 1995 Panama flu epidemic in the U.S., the government actually employed the use of the elderberry to fight the flu, as extracts made from the fruit were found to relieve symptoms and reduce the duration of illness by up to four days when taken within the first 48 hours of onset. When made into syrup, elderberry can help break up mucus and calm congestion and coughing. Research has even found that it has fighting abilities against such forgotten illnesses as mumps and measles. And it's not just the berries that make this a magical plant. All parts of the plant have been used for a wide range of health issues. The flower is also antiviral, anti-inflammatory, diuretic, and detoxifying. They've also been traditionally used as external antiseptic washes and are steeped in oil to make a lotion that relaxes sore muscles and soothes burns and rashes. Native Americans routinely use the bark and leaves both internally and externally to treat parasites, bruising, and sprains. Wait a minute, didn't you tell us those other parts of the plant are poisonous? Well, yes, they are, and today the bark and leaves aren't often used because of the health risk they could present. Elderberry even has a long history of use in cosmetics because its flower water can soften, tone, and restore skin. I mean, wow, elderberry really is a medicine chest all on its own. Today, its antibiotic compounds are the elderberry's main attraction, and we most often find it used in syrups for the flu. But of course, elderberry isn't only used for medicine. So how is it used in the culinary scene? Elderberries are best suited for cooked and processed applications to mitigate their tart flavor and astringency. Only fully ripe berries should be consumed, and again, they should be cooked to break down those toxic components that could upset your stomach. They've long been used for making preserves and jellies, pies, juice, wines, liqueurs, and adding flavor and color to other wines. Many of the elderberry concoctions, credited with reviving a taste for liqueurs, actually came about because of those folk remedies. Even the edible flowers are utilized for infusing wine, cordials, and the famous liqueur, St. Germain. The flowers can also be eaten raw, added to salads, steeped into a fragrant tea, as Native Americans traditionally have done, and used as a garnish for baked goods, pancakes, and fritters. Elderberries are also cooked down with sugar to make versatile syrup that can be used for ice cream, sorbets, baked goods, beverages, and sauces. So what about Sambuca? Well, the Italian liqueur does take its name from the European elderberry, and elderberry has historically been used to produce and flavor the liqueur. However, the modern version tastes more like licorice and has other primary ingredients, especially star anise. 
Despite the elderberry's remarkable history, one of the primary uses of elderberry in the U.S. today is actually for food-safe dye made from extracted pigments from the fruit. You may have seen this dye in action and not even realized it. The United States Department of Agriculture uses a purplish food-safe dye that comes, in part, from elderberries when they inspect meats and stamp it with the label U.S. Inspected or USDA Prime. Of course, extracts, juices, and syrups of elderberry are still widely used in dietary supplements and other natural health products and herbal remedies, primarily for treating cold and flu symptoms, as they've done so well for hundreds of years. The world's interest in elderberry plants is still growing, as modern science and research continue to exploit the wonderful properties of this ancient plant that has benefited humans from before the common era. So keep an eye out at your local farmer's market for this magical berry, and behold how much power, history, and mythology is encapsulated in such a small fruit. And if you're craving more of that fairy tale folklore, you know what to do. Tune in next week for The Food Fable. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce app on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. As always, you can find more information, recipe ideas, and local market shares on the Specialty Produce app. Tune in next time for more food fables. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. Music